Callon bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to this week's Ringing the Blues. On the show this week, we have all the action and reaction from the game against Carlisle United at Adams Park. We have the opposition view, plus Wickham Wanderers fan Johnny South joins us on Till Death, us two parts, to talk about his favourite Wickham Wanderers memories. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the full Liga Juan results with Uri. City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Barnsley nil, Blackpool one, Derby County nil, Cambridge United nil, Exeter City nil, Northampton down two, Fleetwood down one, Leighton Orient nil, Lincoln City two, Cheltenham town nil, Peterborough United two, Bristol Rovers nil. Port Vale, nil, Bolton Wanderers, one, Reading, nil, Burton Albion, nil, Shrewsbury Town, nil, Charlton Athletic, nil, Stevenage, one, Oxford United, three, Wigan Athletic, one, Portsmouth, two, Wigan Wanderers, two, Carlisle United, nil. So Jack Grimmer's family were busy moving house for him on Saturday whilst he was commentating on the game at Adamsport. Good luck in your new home, Jack, and you are a great on commentary, but get over your injury soon. So Cherboy Spanish this week, moving house. So let's go word by word. First, how do you say house in Spanish? Casa, casa, house, casa. Okay, and how do you say moving? Well, to move has an etymology in the Latin word mutare, like mutate, to change, to modify, to move on. So, mutare in Spanish, or, uh, well, yeah, mutare is mudar. So, mudar de casa. He mutated home, so to say. So, congratulations on your new home, Jack Grimmer. Back to England with my amigo, Filiberto Cachapollos. Until next week. Muchas gracias, Uri. Always educational and informative. Right then, Wickham Wanderers hosted Carlisle United for the family day at Adams Park. Jack Grimmer joined us on commentary, and here's what happened.
out. Wickham build again with Pattenden. Pattenden looks up, delivers a right-footed ball towards Big Chris. Keepers come, has saved his line. Richard Keogh stabs goalwards and it's deflected behind by the defender. The keeper was all over the place there. And the keeper in a good position there, got back well and was a comfortable save in the end. And Sam Vokes. Come on, keeper, put it down. Vokes has got there. Keeper's been caught out. And as he's handled it outside the box, he has. And the keeper's got in real problems there and he's going to be off. He is off. Sam Vokes, well played Sam Vokes. He snuck behind the keeper, saw that he rolled it out, got there. The keeper recovered, but whilst making the save outside his area, handled the ball. And it's good afternoon, good night. Jockwell Anderson, he's off. Thomas Hody's going to have to come on, which means there's going to be a substitute from an outfield player. Carlisle down to 10. And it's a yellow card as well for the skipper, Huntington, complaining there. Goes past Huntington, cuts it back on his left foot. Penalty. Gareth McCleary bundled over. And it's a penalty to Wickham Wanderers. Now, Thomas Holy, I mentioned the first thing when he crossed the white line to replace the uh, Luke Plange to replace the centre-off Anderson in goal. Saved the penalty against... Wickham Wanderers whilst he played for Ipswich back in the promotion season from League One into the Championship. Joe Jacobson took the penalty that day. We talked about the new laws of the game or the wording of it in the week on Ringing the Blues. Thomas Holy on his line, standing still, but making himself look very big, which he is very big. Luke Leahy, left-footed. Stuttering run-up and scores! by Luke Leahy, his second of the season, and out comes the plane celebration, and then a jump. The celebration needs work, Jack, but we love the penalty. Luke Leahy does not miss penalties. Love that. Love that. He doesn't miss penalties unless he gets another opportunity to take one and score that one. But <laughs> See? Folksy, out to the area. Folksy goes to goal right-footed, beating away, but drops to Potts. Doesn't sit down, and then it's wiped out again. No pen to the ref. Folksy, Didn't sit down. And the ball is now with Carlisle on the counter. End-to-end stuff at Adams Park. Let's go into boys. Boys into the feet of Folks. Folks back to goal. Yes! Goal! Sam Folks. What a goal from him. Back to goal. Put it to his right. Fought the yard. Drilled it low past Thomas Holy. And there is the Wickham Wanderers' second goal. Great ball to Killian Phillips by Joe Lowe. Phillips into the box for Taylor. Got there ahead of his man, pokes it wide of the post. Another great move by Wickham Wanderers. And the referee blows a full-time whistle. Wickham Wanderers with a 2-0 scoreline here against the Cumbrians. They went down to 10 men in the first half after the keeper. Jockwell Anderson was sent off. Sam Vokes, key to that one. And then Wickham Wanderers winning a penalty towards the end of the first half, converted beautifully by Luke Leahy. Goal in the second half from Sam Vokes. Gaffer, uh, another win here at home on a Saturday afternoon and a really good performance. Yeah, I was pleased with um, so many uh, elements of our display today. I thought, especially against 11 men, I think that um, obviously the game does change against 10, but I thought against 11 we were very good. I was really pleased with the variety in our play, um, the way we passed the ball, but also where we, we uh, like I say, kept that variety, playing into Vokesy, playing in behind. I thought we had um, good quality about us, good intensity about us, and 
um, you know, obviously the, the sending off does change the game slightly, but um, yeah, fair play to the boys. I was, I was really pleased. The hardest thing in football is to to really um, win games and um, win convincingly. So um, fair play to Carlisle. I thought with ten men they were um, to a man. I thought they were top. Um, so it's a tough tough afternoon at times, but I was really pleased with the work we did today. That Sam Vokes is a wily old fox. Is that something you guys have noticed in the week that the keeper leaves out? Or is that something that Sam's picked up on during the game? Yeah, he must have just thought about it during the game because obviously, you know, we, we knew that they were going to kind of slow the game down slightly, go long on the goal kick. So uh, it must be something that in fact he just thought about. We hadn't discussed it before. I thought very, very good today, Sam. I think that, you know, obviously after missing um, all of pre season, barring a couple of days, it was always going to take him a little bit of time to really get his um, match legs. Um, but I th think that the last few performances from him, we're, we're really um, seeing what he can bring to the team, and I was really pleased with him today. The way he, he took his goal, I think that um, we obviously, you know, want more more goals in terms of numbers from folks. I think he's got the um, he's got everything about him to really go and um, hit the ground running for us this year and, and produce in front of goal. So really pleased with him, um, and really pleased with so many elements of the, the performance. You must be pleased with the squad depth as well because it's been a tricky week. There's obviously injuries that we know about, but Joe Lowe missing out through illness, so a shuffling at the back as well, and uh, and Jasper Patton coming in for his first uh, football league start. Yeah, we've been tested, haven't we, already in terms of squad depth. Um, you know, there was a reason why we wanted to recruit in terms of the numbers. It's a big gap between you know at the end of the transfer window and, and January opening up, so we needed we knew we needed the numbers. Um, I think Jasper Patton has probably been the most unluckiest man in the building to not have played sooner. I think he's been top um, in terms of his effort and commitment for, for a couple of years now um, and his quality the pre-season um, I think he's been very very good and, and like I say probably the luckiest man in the building not to have started sooner he's been chomping at the bit uh, and I was absolutely delighted to give him the opportunity to play today um, he's had a family bereavement during the week and the character he's shown today um, he's just such a mature boy he's just full of energy in life and I'm, I'm so proud for him you know Joey's had a illness, you know, most of the week, um, and he started training again yesterday. But we know with Keezy that um, you've got uh, an incredible man to come and step in, and I thought the sh the quality he showed and the intensity of his defensive display. Um, you know, he's been unfortunate not to play more recently, but the quality of in um, the consistency of Joe, Chris, and and Luke has meant that he hasn't started as many games recently as what he would like and and we would like. But I thought he's very very good today. And some really good patterns of play today as well, especially in in the build up to the second goal. For Sam Vokes, John Gorman, your old gaffer, was here today. He would have been proud of some of that, do you think? Yeah, some of the I was saying to the guys before the game, some of the football we played under John was just an absolute delight to be a part of. And we're trying to make small steps in terms of doing what we, we believe in and how we want to go about our business. I think we've seen shoots of um, optimism recently, um, even last week at Charlton. I thought we were, you know, again, I'm going to say it again, I thought it was one of our best displays, second half for half an hour until we conceded the second. So... You know, there's small small steps. Um, there's loads more to come from us. So I'm demanding more. I think that we could have done even better today um, at times, but we have to be pleased with with what we're doing. This this group is, you know, has a real high desire to to keep improving. Um, there is some nice bits coming out, and we want to make sure we we enjoy those moments and and keep that hunger high to to keep moving forward. And how important was it to get the three points here at home today? Because tough trip now to Pompey, followed by another long away day next Saturday. Yeah, I think you know, after coming off the back of any defeat, let alone going to 
the Charlton last week and the injustice we felt. We wanted to bounce back. We demanded that during the week. We spoke about coming out of the blocks quick, which I thought we did. Jasper had a chance after a minute or two, didn't he? I think that um, he's blazed over. But um, that's what I wanted from the boys. It's what the boys wanted from themselves. And, you know, it is a real, real tough week. We got, um, you know, Portsmouth Tuesday night and then a long trip to, to Fleetwood. And we wanted to start with three points. Um, you do that and then you can really approach the, the week with optimism. So we need to enjoy today, um, enjoy the weekend. I've asked the boys to enjoy themselves, but recover quick because, you know, we've got um, a real, real challenging week and we're looking forward to it. Keezy, a clean sheet and three points at home. Yeah. Great Saturday. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I think you uh, summed it up perfectly there. So, um, yeah, listen, obviously, like we knew, uh, we obviously watched a lot of Carlisle. Uh, they've been in pretty much every game they've played, so we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, but yeah, we had a really good week training and we really felt good going into the game. Um, so, yeah, listen, I thought uh, I thought we were on top with 11 men, to be honest, and uh, had some good chances. And then obviously, yeah, then Boxy's like, obviously, really intelligent play. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, obviously going down to 10 men, you're trying to keep the intensity in the game, but fair play to Carlisle, they stuck in there well. But um, Lukey got a really good pen, didn't we? Uh, and then, um, yeah, obviously the second goal is always key, isn't it? And um, yeah, great finish from Sam. And then like I say, I thought, I thought we deserved, deserved to win the game. Players often say it's, it can be tricky against 10 men. Yeah. What are the challenges? Yeah, I just think like, one, you've got to try and keep the intensity in the game because you know that potentially they're going to maybe sit off and, and, and you know, try and counter you a little bit more. So you've got to be a bit clean with the ball and, like you say, try and keep the intensity in the game, which I think we did. Obviously, there was times we did not a little bit. But, yeah, I think that was, like, the biggest message, really. At half-time, we knew that, like, obviously they might change, which they did. Um, they sort of changed to, like, a two wide players and a striker. Um, so, yeah, we knew it was going to be a different challenge and they, they sort of played cat and mouse a little bit. So we made sure the lockdown had to be right and... Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought in general we like we kept waves of attacks going, um, and another day we could have maybe scored more goals. So um, yeah, like you say, it's always a danger, but ultimately a uh, professional performance. And you're in the middle there of the experience. We got Jasper Pattenden on your right, yeah. first start in the football league, a, a big milestone for the lad. No, fair play to Jasper. Um, you know, he's a really great kid, and um, yeah, so pleased for him today. He he's um, you know he's got a great attitude. He's like he's really bubbly around the place, and. Um, yeah, and like the manager said to him, really, like he de he, de he deserves it. Obviously, it's, it was a blow to, to obviously like Kane not involved again today. He's obviously been great for us. Um, but you know that's how football works. You know you, that's why you train hard. That's why you keep around it because you never know when you're called upon, and um, you got to make sure you, you you stay ready for that chance. And um, I think probably what helps him was probably playing that game. You know that's, that shows how important them games are. You know against Palace, and um, no, I thought he was excellent today. Uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, and I think obviously the experience in the team probably helped him settle down. Um, so yeah, I thought overall, um, you know, fair play to Jasper. I was uh, I was delighted for him. And can Wickham use this result now as a bounce into Tuesday night? Fratton Park's always tough, but it can go there with confidence. No, exactly that. I think that was, um, you know, obviously we knew we had to, to to be on our game here today. Um, obviously our last home performance was very good against Blackpool, and uh, we wanted to repeat that. Obviously the fans were, uh, have been fantastic with us. I think they're sort of really connecting with the team. Um, and that's important for us because we feel that as well. And um, so, yeah, listen, we wanted to, 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 to get a really good win today or a positive result and uh, a good performance, which we did. So, um, yeah, listen, obviously we know going Tuesday, tough game, they've had a really good start. Um, yeah, it's always an electric atmosphere down there under the lights as well. I think it adds to it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as players, these are the games you want to play in, right? You know, against these, against these teams and uh, these crowds. So, um, yeah, listen, we're going to rest. Uh, we'll review the game like we always do. Um, things we can do better because there's always stuff we can do better but things we've done really well and um, 
yeah, going into it, I just think, like you say, we've just got, you know, confidence. You know, confidence is really high, you know, especially the last sort of six games. Only one loss. So, yeah, listen, we're going to go there full of confidence and um, try and get another good run. A long day for the Cumbrians. Here's the opposition view. Seek I. We just aren't quite good enough, especially up front. But other than the first half against Wigan, we've been competitive in every game. So hopefully we can hobble through to January and get some reinforcements. Today, the keeper made a mess uh, again. Though there was no handball, so he shouldn't have been sent off. Then they get a penalty, which no one even appealed for. We were the better team in the second half until the second goal went in. Story of our season. Rough end of refereeing decisions and not quite good enough. Darth Vader. Absolutely shocking performance. That goalie wouldn't get a game for the Arabian B team. Simpson needs to get shot of him. I thought the other one was bad, but come back, Ollie. All is forgiven. If those Americans possibly taking us over aren't on the next flight back to Florida without opening their checkbooks, I'll be very surprised. Chris Williams. I didn't think Anderson actually handled the ball. Their lad Bokes kicks it onto his falling hand, or maybe even against his own standing foot. But, my God, how many mistakes can one keeper make in so few games? He hasn't got the concentration levels required. Send him back to Reading. John Halewood Dodd. We need to get results against the smaller clubs like Wickham, or we're really going to struggle. Mooney. I thought Wickham looked decent up until they took the lead. I don't know whether they sat off us deliberately after that or, or whether the half-time substitutions changed things. But we look far more likely to score in the second half until they actually did. One thing's for sure, keep making stupid mistakes and we're going to be in trouble. This takeover needs to happen quickly to allow Simpson to plan for January. David Gale. To be brutally honest, we're looking like a team that will be near the bottom of the table. And that isn't all down to just the goalkeeper, the referees, and bad luck that people keep mentioning. But, hopefully, the club takeover will help sort it all out. Right, C-U-F-C. If we continue to make errors like we are, then it's going to be a long, long old season. Red cards, penalties, mistakes at vital moments. Everyone knew it was going to be difficult this season, but one clean sheet in 12 games, when you don't score many, isn't a good combination. Fish Island Blues. Credit to the lads. In the second half, we were by far the better side until their second goal. We just need to take us chances and stop the mistakes. We were in this game and shut ourselves in foot. But we're very capable and just need to stick together. I love this team. We will turn it around. Mullen 103. It really doesn't help when you've got a clown as a goalkeeper and give away penalties like that. 
This was always going to be a tough game, especially when we self-destruct as well. Hopefully, we'll get some really awful winter weather with loads of postponed games, then spend some money in January, as otherwise, it's looking like a really quick return to the basement. Blue. Alf. Vokes was causing havoc. The guy is four or five seasons off playing in the Premier League and has over 50 international caps. At this level, he's a class act. We need a couple like him at Christmas. I don't want a team of over 30s, but we need some with a similar type of experience or we're going down. Northern Monkey. OK, so I'm the optimistic one. We will stay up, of that I have no doubt. And if any Carlisle fan wants more than that this season, well, they need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Right then, victim number two for Till Death Us Do Part. Football is like a marriage, you choose your club, they're yours for life through the good and the bad times. And to discuss his life memories of Wickham Wanderers is Wickham Wanderers fan, uh, Johnny South. Johnny, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good indeed. Thank you for doing this and also for interacting with our last guest as well, telling us uh, how much you enjoyed the feature. Warning, if you do that, then you get the you get the call to come on. So uh, Got the call you, up, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you are listening to this and think, oh, I fancy doing this, then email media at wwfc.com uh, so we can build these up throughout the season. Uh, now, Johnny, without revealing your age, when was your first Wickham Wanderers game? It was March 1995. Um, okay. So I was a bit of a slow burn on the football. I never really had much interest until I was about 11. And um, my family took me to Wickham versus Birmingham. And it was just towards the end of um, Martin O'Neill's incredible uh, journey with the club. Um, and we lost 3-0. We got absolutely battered that day. Um, and there was a very um, dubious goal by Steve Claridge, um, which I have seen the footage of, actually. Um <laughs> fairly recently and it was very very dubious indeed I think that was the second goal and um, it pretty much diminished our playoff hopes for that year um, but I'm still here um, many many years later so um, I definitely I definitely remember enjoying the experience but yeah that was my first game so that was yeah March 1995. Amazing and the great thing about football is is that you've got these memories no matter how old or forgetful we get we always remember things about football I don't think I can remember anything about 1995 other than the football. So let's see what that what brings up uh, with our wedding uh, background now. So we start off with something old. So that's your best ever memory of Wickham Wanderers. What, what is it, Johnny? So I'm going to go for a really obvious one. It's going to have to be talky away. Um, but it was very, very close with... Um, Definitely Lincoln away with the, in the Sanchez era uh, was uh, very, very close. And also um, the Essendon goal uh, at Leicester. But I'm going to have to go with Torquay um, just for all the obvious reasons, really. I mean, you know, the odds were against us. Um, I remember travelling down there thinking, what on earth am I doing? Um, and it was a solo trip as well. Um, but, you know, the sun was shining and uh, obviously Gareth was very, very optimistic throughout the week building up to the game. And I just thought, no matter what happens, I've, I've got to be there. If we're going to go out of the Football League, I felt I felt I needed to be there no matter what. And 
if the miracle happened and we stayed up, then I definitely wanted to be there for that. So, yeah, just just talking away. I mean, it was it was a ama- it was an amazing experience. Um, it was a, it was a really good game. It's a good performance, and it was actually really nice knowing that we were going to survive whilst the game was still going on, because had we obviously won the game been 3-0 up comfortable but just waiting around for the Rovers game to finish that would have been pretty pretty hideous but um it was yeah it was an amazing day and uh yeah I remember you walking through the terrace with the microphone <laughs> about 10 minutes for the end and um yeah it was it was just a, it was just a really great memory and I think the significance of that day um outweighs any other memory um in my time supporting the club anyway is it fair to say you made the journey then out of duty rather than sort of expectation or hope that day? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I just, yeah, like I said, I felt I had to be there. Um, and I thought if we do pull this off, I I can't miss this match. You know, if we do survive, this would definitely be a tale to tell for many years to come. Um, and yeah, I just thought I've just got to travel down there. Um, and worst case scenario, it was a new ground to tick off. So, um, yeah, it was my first time going to Torquay away. So, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like I had to be there, to be honest. And describe that moment when, well, it wasn't really the full-time whistle, as you said, at, at our place. It was up the road up at Bristol Rovers when we got the news. Describe that feeling. Yeah, it was amazing. I was, I was it took a while to sink in. I thought, wow, we've actually, we've actually done this. You know, we, we won the game. Torquay looked like they were already on their holidays. I think they were, I think they were already down before the game had started. Um, and it was just, it was just a really enjoyable last five, 10 minutes of that game, knowing we were staying up. The odds were stacked up against us. Um, it was a great atmosphere down there and knowing that there were going to be some celebrations afterwards. Um, it was just, it was just a really, really great feeling. And I was just really, really pleased for Gareth as well, because he'd, come into such a difficult scenario with the club and we'd had so many injuries and players in and out of the team um obviously all the off-field stuff was going on as well there was a lot of uncertainty about you know who was going to be running the club um following that game and, and leading up to it and and everything like that and there's really difficult circumstances to to work within and I just thought he did a brilliant job so I think he just you know thoroughly deserved it um and thoroughly deserved his celebration of uh hanging off the bar and uh <laughs> Sam Wood doing the worm on the pitch as well um yeah, it's brilliant one of those iconic pictures of that day I, I still to this day don't know who this was and every Wickham fan I've spoken to doesn't know who this was the guy that came dressed as Jesus Christ yes with the believe sign uh, any idea who that guy was? I'd love to speak to him one day. It wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I don't know who that was. But if you know, if you're out there, get in touch. Maybe Absolutely. he could be the next uh, the next victim for this segment. We have a reproduction of that sign here up at Marlow Road. So I'd love to speak to the man behind the original. Right, let's move on to something new. Then your favourite player in the current squad and why? I'm going to go with Joe Lowe, actually. Um, I think he's he's a really, really promising player. Um, I think he's had a huge impact since he's come into the team. I mean, he's currently our top scorer, I think. Um, he's, I, I really like how he, how he plays the game, and I think he's a good old-fashioned centre-back. Um, and his impact so far kind of reminds me of when Alfie Mawson came to the club as well. 
um and obviously he's a threat in front of goal um and i just i just think he's got a really good diehard attitude from what i've seen i think he's gonna be a really important player for us this season and um yeah hats off to matt bloomfield for for bringing him in um and uh yeah i just think he's he's gonna be a really important player for us it was really interesting talking to luke Leahy on ringing the blues last week because he said that him coming in on trial and and with the greatest respect in the world, no one expected the start that he made. They knew he was a promising player, but he's really hit the ground running. He's obviously come through another club, but when they're young and they're wearing the, the quarters, do you feel a sense of ownership over them and a sense of like they're one of ours straight away? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think it's how you put yourself about on the pitch and how you interact with the fans before and after the game. Um, I do get the impression that he's you know, club through and through. I think he's going to give it, give his all for the shirt. And uh, his his dad was a player, wasn't he? Um, so he's obviously grown up in that environment and knows what it takes to make it in the professional game. So, I, I yeah, I just think he's a really, really good signing, and I'm excited to see um, how he does for us this season and and beyond. He's already had an iconic moment playing for Wickham Wanderers, the uh, the sh- celebration away at Bristol Rovers, which he got booked yes. for, which was a little harsh. But um, but yeah, stuff like that can only really help make you a cult hero, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't at Bristol Rovers. Um, I, ha- I haven't actually ticked that one off yet. Actually, I've got got to uh, mind you. There are only five uh, five hundred tickets available. I think weren't there? I was say, I it's a bit of a squeeze. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath for a great fan experience. Um, so I have to do that at some point but yeah I did see that and I think he was surprised to get books wasn't he he didn't quite know that was actually now a bookable offence that's quite funny Um, but yeah he's definitely already made an excellent impression uh, in front of the chair but was faithful for that goal alone I think and we're talking to Joe about maybe doing something with the new range of sausage rolls at at Adams Park because that's what he calls a goal a sausage roll Uh, if he was to score in the first half at Adams Park would that encourage you to go and buy a sausage roll Johnny? I think it would. I was actually, yeah, I was actually after one in the Frank Adams stand on Saturday, but I don't think there were any available. But um, uh, yeah, I think I think that I'll tell you what, I'll promise that next time he scores a goal, I'll be in the terrace and I'll go buy that sausage roll. Here we go. Right then, on to something borrowed. Now this could either be your favourite ever Wickham Wanderers loanee or the player that you'd wished Wickham Wanderers would have signed at some point in the in the dim and distant past. Uh, what's it to be, Johnny? It's going to be Alfie Mawson, um, favourite loanee. Um, this was again really really difficult actually but uh, similar to what I've been saying about Joe Lowe I feel like he he just came into the club from from day one he you know he wanted to play uh, he wanted to get minutes under his belt um, he gave it his all you know he, he scored goals he was you could tell instantly he was that class above in terms of ability and was going to go on to do great things and that season obviously was completely different to the season we had before and he helped get us to the playoff final and one thing that really stood out for me actually was when we played Exeter I I think it was around March time on the Tuesday night and we got that penalty um, which I think it was Paul Hayes who converted it I think it must have been like the 96th minute or 97th minute I think it was the Wednesday morning when we scored that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and I was there with my dad and it was a it was a really good game but it was actually Alfie Mawson's celebration when the penalty had been given. I mean, it was he leapt up in the air and sort of punched the ground with delight. And I just loved seeing that from someone who's on loan and knows they're probably probably not going to be at the club the following season. But yeah, and I just thought he was just a really good all-round, old-fashioned centre-back and really com- commanded his role well. Um, I just, yeah, he's, he's up there for me. And um it's I, I really feel for him. I listened to his uh, recent interview with um, 
Ben Foster. And um, yeah, it's it's a travesty that he can't play professional football anymore. It's really, really bad. But um, just grateful that we managed to get that year out of him. And um, it was obviously great to see him back here as well for a short space of time. Um, yeah, great player. It's interesting what you say about it was really obvious to us when he started playing because it was. He was classed through and through. But the sliding doors nature of football is Gary Doherty getting injured. And then there was another low knee arranged with Brentford. He got injured. And then Wickham was so desperate for a centre-back. Alfie signed uh, the day before. They met the players on the bus on the way to Newport and then played every game and was player of the season. Um, this was a guy that couldn't get a game anywhere. He went out on loan to Luton. He was at Welling for a bit. So he was nearly on the verge of quitting the game altogether to go and work with his dad on the fruit and vegetable and Ealing market. Yet this is a guy that went on to get into the England squad after being given a chance by Wickham Wanderers. It just shows you the crazy nature of football, doesn't it? It really does. And I think, again, credit to Gareth Ainsworth and also Dobbo for spotting these players, you know, being aware of them and giving them an opportunity. And I think the position the club was in um, around that time and the seasons prior, it paved the way for players like Alfie to actually be given a chance in the first team. Um, a bit like when, you know, Stuart and Courtney Horse were, were, were dropped into the side quite quickly uh, into the senior side because at the time we didn't really have an alternative, but we found some fantastic players um, who might not have got that chance and could easily have just sat in the reserves or on the bench and, and fizzled out. Um so, yeah, it's, it is an unbelievable story, actually. And it's nice that the club played a part in what was a short but very successful career for him. And we've got a bit of time this week. So is there anyone that jumps out that we should have signed that you, or you really wanted us to sign? Or even if it's completely unrealistic, is there a player that you think, oh, I just would have loved to have had them? Yeah, actually, going back to the Leicester away reference, I remember hearing a rumour, and I don't know if there, how much truth was in this, but that we were going to sign Ian Wright for a one-off game. Now, I have no idea. Maybe someone else can shed a bit of light on this. But if we had signed Ian Wright as the emergency striker for that game, I think that would have been an incredible, actually, obviously, especially if he scored. But, um, hey, look, we got Roy Essendo in the end, and, and he was the one who scored the goal. So that's, that's fine by me. But if there is someone who can maybe clarify that rumour, that would be... Uh, that would be quite good to hear. I'm sure people listening to this will know the answer to that, would have heard that as well. I also remember hearing the rumour of Gianluca Viali as well, possibly coming mm. out of retirement. There was a few sort of people circling around that time. But as you say, the story as it is, is pretty much unimprovable. It was uh, the, the Roy Sando goal. And I think maybe there were a few people linked after we won that game and with the semi-final in mind. But yeah. Do get in contact if you do know the uh, the rumours. Or in fact, righty, if you're listening to this and there's no good reason why it shouldn't be, do get in contact. Uh, right, uh, on to something blue. Now, this is uh, your favourite piece of merchandise or and your best idea for a piece of merchandise that the club uh, aren't quite uh, quite making at the moment. Yeah, I've got one of each, actually. Um, so I think it's one of my favourite but very, very random pieces of Wickham Wanderers merchandise is actually... The Santa supports Wickham Wanderers blue Christmas hat, uh, which we seem to dig out every year um, and seems to do the rounds um, at, the, at the dinner table. Um, and I, 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 you know, I can't remember the year this came out, um, but it has survived uh, in my Wickham Wanderers memory box, and it, and, and it is still mid, in it's still in one piece. It's mid nineties, I think. Uh, yeah, I remember I would, having I would one of these say as well. So. Yeah, I remember I having would say one. So. 
and stuff in my Wiccan wand just simply the best scarf into it. So it stood up like a gnome's hat. And then yeah. which meant I could then have to stand at the back of the terrace because I wasn't in anyone's way. Um, <laughs> but I do remember them. They were class bit of kit. I think we should bring them back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I would definitely say 90s. Um, it's a slightly faded now, um, but it's uh, a very classic piece of merchandise i would say um and then it's it's it, it was it was either that or my 95 96 first ever wickham wanderers home shirt which i still wear actually because obviously the fashion back then was to wear it quite big um, and now it's to have a fitted shirt so that's actually worked out quite well for me because it's, it's still just about fits but i still think it's our best ever shirt and um that's very very special um hold on 95 96 that's not the alan smith show is it no it's not i do have that but no uh (laughs) maybe it was 94 95 then because i got i yeah i definitely got it around my first game so i'm not i can't remember when the mizuno kit came in whether it was 96 97 i think it might have been actually yeah i'll try best as i can to blanket from my memory but it was 96 (laughs) yeah i think yeah (laughs) um yeah, that's a classic shirt, but in a very, very different way. Um, but, <laughs> but I think that, yeah, I think the 95, 96 shirt is just an all-time classic. I think that's great. Um, and in terms of something that the club shop could consider, um, do you know, I'm a big fan. I think it's two of them in Wickham. Um, there's as you enter the Sands area from West Wickham, and then there's one up by Handy Cross. But my big, I'm a big fan of the Adams Park road sign with the football on it um and i think they would be a big hit if they were rep if replicas were sold in the uh, club shop i would definitely be purchasing one of those um as they like the brown sort of the cultural yeah. significant signs yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great that's, idea yeah i'm actually surprised they've never been uh stolen i'm not encouraging anyone to do so but <laughs> <laughs> and if it goes missing tomorrow definitely don't blame me but um yeah i think that would be quite a nice bit of merch actually so there you go that's an idea for for this year oh, it takes me back to my student days we'd wake up surrounded by road signs and cones etc <laughs> uh johnny that's a great idea i shall forward it on to those uh concerned uh, with the shop etc uh it's been great to chat about your wicked wanderers memories and uh this is going to go out live just before the pompey game uh and then obviously most people listen to it afterwards but just for the purpose of uh of well of predictions really what's the score going to be against pompey tonight I think it's going to be a very, very tough game. Um, I think it's going to be a draw and it'll go for one all. Right, that's your lot for this week's show. Many thanks to Keezy and Wiccan fan Johnny South for taking part in our new feature, Till Death Us Do Part. And remember, if you'd like to take part too, then email media at wwfc.com. Right then, on to Pompey. Come on, you blues. <laughs>